Today we have Steve with us. Morning, morning. And the man is back after a long hiatus. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, thank you very much. Um, I'm still waiting to see all of your emails um, at contact uh, at justapositionpodcast.com. Uh, the email address again is contact at justapositionpodcast.com. We uh, we welcome and solicit feedback, uh, possible sponsorships. It doesn't matter what your product is. Um, as long as your product doesn't get ki- us kicked off of Twitch, YouTube, or wherever, we're cool. So please reach out to us. Let us know what you got, and we will schlep it, pimp it, whatever you want to do. Schlep <laughs> it. I like schlep yeah, it. I've never heard to- that I've never heard that word before, but I like it. <laughs> All right. Today we have a couple of topics, um, pretty new topics as well. Like this week has been insane for weird news and shit. But um, talking about some Spotify drama, um, the anti-work subreddit mod interview, which was fucking hilarious, and uh, Chris's retro gaming ventures and stuff. So, yeah. With that, uh, I guess we'll just start with what have you guys been up to this week and stuff. Maybe we could explain a little bit more about why we're recording this on a Saturday morning. So I'll jump on that because I was sick earlier in the week. I got sick like on Saturday um, and I was I was convinced it was COVID um, based on my symptoms. AIDS is a bitch. Uh, Turns out. Yeah, it really immunocompromised. Uh, God, I hate you, Chris. Um, no, it was just the flu, but the flu still sucks. I was sick for about four days, um, which meant I wasn't available to record on Tuesday. I tried. I, I pushed you guys to record without me, but the timing didn't work for the other uh, hosts of the show, um, which is when we started talking about, well, let's just recording on, on a different day and... Turns out Saturday works for most of us. Uh, it's a challenge for Randy, which is why he isn't on the show today. But luckily, Chris stepped in to help. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been my week. Sick and then trying to catch up on work. I feel that. Luckily, I'm not sick this week. But the last two or the last show or two, I think, I had some weird little sinus bug thing. So I'm glad I'm over that shit. Um but as far as what I've been up to, um, I've been still doing like streaming on my channel and stuff. Um, Danganronpa, the first one, the anniversary edition, got released on Game Pass for PC. So I picked that up and I played it a little bit. It's it's different. It's a it's a lot of reading. Um, so I have to get used to it. But it does seem kind of cool so far. Um, I've been working with. Some of my friends to make a Discord server for all of my stream stuff too. It's come along nicely. It's really cozy place, but um, other than that, it's just been like work as usual and naps, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's it. For naps me. are a virtue. Naps are underrated, bro. <laughs> if I could go back to when I was a kid and like not fight the naps that I was told to take, bro, I'd be a completely different person. I would never have to catch up on sleep again. I fought that shit every time. Uh, I think every kid does. My son, I cannot convince him to take a nap ever. They just don't realize how good it is. He will be in dire need and just will not take a fucking nap. (laughs) I would would do anything for a midday nap. 
these days, bro. Now, whenever I take a nap, like nine times out of ten, I wake up feeling like complete garbage. Yeah, Chris, what have you been up to, sir? Well, not napping, that's for sure. Um, I wish. I just can't. I don't think I can, like, slow down and shut my brain off enough to actually get a decent nap in. If I were to nap, it would be really bad. And I would probably wake up more tired than, you know, had I not just slept eight hours, right? So so it's like that, that old thing where, like, okay, I slept all night. I wake up before my alarm. Okay, I have an hour before my alarm. Let me sleep. And then I wake up and I feel like complete trash, right? Because that one hour just basically reset all the sleep I had just got, it feels like, right? Yep. And, yeah, so I, I, I kind of – and maybe I fear naps. I don't know. But, no, I, I do appreciate naps. <laughs> and, and the one thing I, I really miss is the – you know, and it's crazy for me to say, but, man, um, if you're in school and you don't – and you're – you know, not university or, or college level, but if you're in school and you don't have to have a job and, you know, oh, I hate going to school, I hate this, don't don't hate it. Enjoy it while you can because, you know, you get a big boy job, you know, and you, you don't get summers off. You don't you don't get spring break, winter break. You, you don't get those fun things anymore unless you take them off. And, you know, a, a, personally, as a, as a, you know, private contractor, like, I, that comes out of my pocket. I have to buy the time. I have to buy my time for a vacation before I even start, you know, paying for the vacation itself. So it's uh, definitely easy. You know, obviously, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, but, you know, appreciate what you have. Enjoy your naps. Yes. And, like, don't, don't hate <laughs> school. But other than that, this past week I've been uh, – Wow, uh, going crazy actually. Uh, just posting an obscene amount of stuff um, online. A lot of retro video game stuff. So my aunt and uncle went to the Carolinas to visit my cousins, and apparently they had boxes of stuff in the garage. So I have like a PS3 Super Slim sitting here. I've got Super Nintendo games. Just you know flowing out of boxes and so i started posting you know things per week so like this past week was n64 week here and so i posted all the n64 stuff that i had prepared to to sell so been kind of busy with that and you know it, you're like oh well, ebay's easy to use you just find an ad that's like it and then you, you just copy it it's it's not that easy Honestly, if you if you really want to sell stuff for for what you feel it's worth, you really have to put the time and effort into the description. Um, and the other thing is, is I've I've copied some of those ads previously and found that they were under the wrong categories. Like a, a like I had an N64 controller that was under you know games and consoles, video games instead of you know accessories and controllers. So I had to go in and change all that because I was like, why am I not getting any watchers or followers? I mean, this stuff sells like hotcakes. But anyway, I've been trying to. Get the eBay thing cleaned up, um, and I, I've got a lot more to go. But you know, every every week we're making a little bit of progress, so that that's a good thing. And we're, it's fun. It's fun to clean this stuff up and, and fix it and and, uh, you know, give it to sell it to somebody who who's gonna you know put some miles on it again. For sure, I even bought some stuff from you. He uh, Chris was good enough to let me grip a fat PS3. 
and uh, what was what was it? Uh, Silent Hill Remastered Collection and the controller. Oh yeah, two controllers. Yeah, Yeah, you're gonna get uh, two controllers, one blue, and you're gonna get the original six axis. Um, I've got all the wires for it, and um... fucking crazy deal. I I appreciate. I cannot wait to get my hands on it because I can because I bought Persona Three on um on I borrowed Steve's fat PS3 for that and i had to give it back to him so it'd be nice to have my my game back you you want to know that's probably the same ps3 because i ended up trading it with chris for some other stuff oh, so wow. it's all for full circle that's i think perfect. it may not be the exact same one but i know that's where that ps3 ended up going it was no, destiny. I, I i still have that one in in the collection box uh this this <laughs> this one is different um i was oh. actually lucky enough to snag it um, it's actually, a, it's actually really clean too. I, I was impressed because, you know, you, you find this stuff, um, uh, at a, in a bin at Goodwill or, you know, your local thrift store and, you know, they're just, it's just beat up and you really have to make that decision. Um, the other thing I find is if the thrift store, if the people putting the stuff out on the shelf at the thrift store don't know what they're looking at. Um, you'll find Dreamcast games and PlayStation 1 games uh, mixed into the regular CDs. And yep. they'll actually charge you the $1.20 for the CD. And it might be a $10 Dreamcast game. Oh, so, yeah. It's pro tip, if you're ever at a Goodwill or a Sabres or... I don't even, I don't even know if Salvation Army is still around. But... Um, yeah, we don't we don't get lucky down here. Like when I was up in in New England, I would find deals like that shit all the time. But unfortunately, there's nothing good down here in, in the thrift stores that I found. So I always go looking. So I've actually I had an interesting experience at a thrift store. If you don't mind me, di- you know, just digressing here. Um, I was at a thrift store, um, and it was called a Goodwill Outlet, right? And I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll go in and take a look and. Um, just cause I had to kill some time and I, I'm, I'm looking around and, and they have these huge bins on wheels, right? And they're pretty deep. Mm-hmm. So they're about a foot and a half deep and, and, and people the, the parking lot was packed. You couldn't find parking. And I'm like, wow, what the hell is going on here? You know, there's a fire sale, right? I go into this place and they're selling everything by the pound, by the pound. So if you buy under 20 pounds worth of clothing, shoes, housewares, whatever, Whatever's in the bin, it's like a dollar sixty-eight a pound. If you buy over that, it's a dollar twenty. And then they have like a special price for like books, hardcover, softcover, blah blah blah. Right. So fun story. Um, you meet interesting people here. So this is a really good place to go. People watching. So I'm I'm standing around. I'm observing. I'm just taking it in. I, I find a few a few things. You know, I found a lot of uh, Nintendo DS wires, like card chargers and stuff like that. And when you buy by the pound. They don't weigh that much, so I get this big wad of them, which I can sell for five to ten bucks each. I get it for a dollar, you know, or two fifty, right? So I'm I'm seeing that they're taking away these tables with this stuff that's been kind of picked through, and here come new tables, but they're under sheets, huge sheets, right? Yep. And they they, they line them up about about ten deep, two wide, and everybody's standing around them, and it's almost like like vultures, like ready to get their meal and i was like oh wow what's this so i'm watching i'm watching and then these guys say all right back up everybody and then they start taking off the the sheets they take the sheets off the top and then it's like three two one dig and everybody like like piranhas um or hobos on ham sandwiches um 
sorry to the hobo community listening. Anyway, um, <laughs> and, and these people are just going nuts. I, I, I was elbowed in the back like five or six times, but I came away with a brand new inbox sealed Nintendo DS for less than five bucks. Wow. So I had I had a similar experience because I, I didn't even know, like you, I didn't know the Goodwill outlet. I didn't know that was a thing. And, um, you know, Mary's always looking online for, like, found gold, essentially. People finding shit at Goodwill or Savers or whatever, and it's, like, worth $1,000 or $10,000, whatever. Um, so we looked up and we found that there's one that's about 45 minutes from our house and we're like, all right, let's go on Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can find. I go there and the parking lot is overflowing. Like there's people parking on the street. Um, I get in there and it's like, they're just going fucking nuts. It's like you said, there, there's these tables on wheels and people are just picking, picking through it, going crazy. And I'm already like, well, I'm done. I'm not interested in this. This is fucking miserable. But, you know, Mary wants to check it out. So, all right, I go, like, find a corner to lean up against and wait for her to do her thing because I'm not fighting people for this shit. I can already tell, like, if there was anything of value, anything good, it was grabbed hours ago. Like, I'm guessing people were lined up before the fucking store opened. Um, yeah. And so and they do the- it at intervals too, just so you know. You get there when it, when it first opens, they do like the first round then, and then people will stand around or sit around or loaf uh atop their carts um waiting for the next the next like round for them to like come out with the new bins. Sorry. Um I assure you I will never go back to this place, but that's that, that's good to know. Um so I'm in the corner and like you said, I'm people watching, I'm observing because it they're animalistic. They're fucking brutal. They're knocking each other over. They're being uh, sneaky about shit. They're, you know, it's not a good look for humanity. Um, and I noticed that there's carts all lined up against this wall. And I'm like, all right, well, maybe there's something good in there. I, I like start to lean towards a cart. And this guy from across the way starts screaming at me. Because apparently it's his cart. He had already been shopping for hours and he's just lining his carts up to pay for it at the end of the day. I assume that, you know, you know how like when in a traditional grocery store, they will have their carts ready to stock the shelves. I thought it was something like that. But no, this it's this guy's cart, And he starts like he's fucking livid. And I can see his like buddies trying to hold him back. I guess he was going to come murder me for touching his car i haven't even touched his car yet but for thinking about considering maybe looking in his car i was gonna die <laughs> like i'm never going back to this fucking place again it was not a good experience yeah no they um i actually went to one down in tennessee i forget where i was um and there was like a sign on the door that said, like, you know, if you fight, you go straight to jail, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. And it, it, I, I, I would love to yeah. see, like, like HBO do, like, a document, uh, like, a documentary <laughs> on, on these people. Like, follow, like, eight of them around, right, for, like, four or five weeks and, and just, like, go to their house, 
look at the squalor that they live in because I can't imagine that you know that that they're buying this stuff and flipping it immediately, right? Yeah, I I don't know, man. It was like I said, it wasn't a good look for humanity. It was it was not. I was miserable from the moment that I I don't do well in crowds like traditionally. I love concerts and sporting events because that's kind of a, like a community you're sharing a, an experience, but like. A mall like this, like a flea market where people are fucking crawling over each other because they might get a deal. I, I'm good with that. No, no, thank you. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, kind of to segue here, speaking of uh, not really a good look for humanity. Did you did you want to go into our friends at Reddit and talk about that? <laughs> In my opinion, I just want to say that that's my opinion and not opinion of the show, Just a Position Podcast, or that of Reddit or any of the entities mentioned uh, uh, in this podcast. <laughs> um, I was I already had the retro gaming shit like on screen because we were pretty much talking about it. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk more about retro gaming stuff. Um, absolutely. So yeah, no, I just uh, kind of ex- sorry, sorry everybody. I'm just kind of excited for the. For the he's, he's happy to be back <laughs> oh i am i'm just excited i'm like a dog like with with his tail wag i'm trying to eat my own tail i'm you know i'm in the window like barking at everything like get off my lawn um you know um so yeah retro now i i dabble in it as some of you may have heard before and what i've been talking about but um people are buying retro video game stuff like crazy um and if you find a deal on stuff, buy it. I mean, like I said, if you find Broken Dreamcasts at like a flea market for thirty bucks, I mean, you buy it. Um, con- uh, contact at justapositionpodcast.com. We do retro video game appraisals. We could do a pra- I could do an appraisal. I can do repairs if you're willing to. M- if you get it for cheap enough, um, and you can mail it to me. Um, Just give um, us twenty percent. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> something like that. Uh, a little I'm, something. Well, yeah, I and mean, I, I have no problem helping people out. You know, I've done plenty of the solder jobs and, and you know, can't find mod chips. Those are still hard to come by. Um, but if you if you find, like, a Dreamcast or an N64 or an NES that doesn't have the red blinking light of, of death, then definitely snag it, pick it up, you know, go to your local Goodwills. Look in the CD section. Look in the DVD section. Blu-rays, right? Um, look in the glass cases. You know, if they don't have a glass case, don't bother going, because um, those are usually the ones that don't get the great stuff. Yeah, the, um, the glass case items, bro. Like me and Steve have this shop in town. They have two or like three glass cases. Like the whole front of their store is like glass cases, and every time I go there, they have stacks of like. Silent Hill 2 for the PS2, like multiple Xenogears games, and just a whole bunch of other just really mint condition, like high-priced old shit. Like like you said, that is where the good shit is. If it, I agree, if it doesn't have a glass case, just, just leave. Because they're not going to have anything worth buying on their shelves because they've just been picked through, and that's just like the leftovers and shit. Nobody, they're too poor to touch the stuff in the glass cases because they think it's ridiculous. Right, or they think it's overpriced, or, yep. or or those are the same people that are at the the, the buy it by the pound, you know, goodwills trying to 
trying to find the next best deal that's not been you know smashed in yeah. um but no um this week uh working on playstations this week i have a like i said i have a ps3 super slim not just a slim but a super slim that will i just got the parts in the mail um but i'm not going to make it to the mailbox anytime soon because it's snowing about two inches an hour here um with snow drifts so that's fun uh let's see here yeah i mean we're doing all kinds of stuff and um you know as stuff as i as i you know my inventory starts to you know deplete i'm going to start focusing you know my time and effort on doing repairs for people so you know if you're listening to this and you have something in a garage that you just don't know how good it is or if it's worth anything um yeah we can we could definitely work something out and i could what's that email they should send it to oh the email is going to be uh contact at justpositionpodcast.com so just shoot us an email um <laughs> and one of us will get back to you as soon as possible and they'll probably put you in contact with me and we can you know kind of discuss what you have and what you're what you're looking to get for it and the best way to get what you're you know trying to get um so i I think I asked you this before, but what's your uh, what's your what's your favorite console to work on? And what's your least favorite console to work on? Okay, so favorite console to work on. Okay, so that's now a toss-up. <laughs> I really like anything um, that came out pre PlayStation Two. Easy to work on. I mean, the PlayStation 1, the original PlayStation 1 is, I have one right here, and sliding over in my little chair here. To take apart the PlayStation 1, you take the disc out of the, you know, the disc tray, right? Flip it over, and you have literally six screws on the bottom. And these are for the Sony PlayStations that were made not the ps1 slim or anything like that but the sony playstations themselves that were made like i think 2001 they stopped making it and earlier so you know you look on the bottom at the sticker and you'll see like the model number so if you have a model number like scph 5501 uh, 1001 uh, 7501 i think it is six screws on the bottom take it apart comes completely apart it is so simplistic to to work on these it's it's absolutely amazing the dreamcast incredibly easy again take the modem off you have literally four screws and the and the top cover comes right off for you um it's it's awesome uh the n64 incredibly easy to work on believe it or not it it's a it's a, and it and it's very simple like these things are so simple you get into the playstation 2 the fat ones especially right so the fat ones have a ribbon cable that run underneath the the plastic cover that goes from the power button to the logic board so you can turn it on or reset your you know your PlayStation 2. If you and to take the cover off you you almost have to like slide it back and like up a little bit to get it around the the uh, ports for the memory cards for the um for the controllers because it kind of like sits into there. So you have to like lift the back up and then push forward. But what they did, right? And I don't know how they did this, but that ribbon cable has a a piece of tape that is pressed 
real firm and, and it's a piece of tape that holds that ribbon cable down to the disk drive. So as you're pulling your cover up, you have to do it very slowly or else you run the risk of, you know, damaging the ribbon cable or you if you're trying to make it keep it as as OEM as possible, you're going to tear that sticker, let that little that little piece of tape right away. And it looks very specific to to the job because it, on the on the disk drive there's a flat spot that the sticker is meant to stick to. What a pain. The <laughs> the PS2 slim much easier, believe it or not. But still there's a lot of tiny little parts in there that are easy to lose, easy to just yeah, it's a pain. Um the PS1 Slim is even easy. Literally, the PS1 Slim, five screws on the bottom. Well, six if you if you take the one off the uh, off the uh, the warranty sticker. Six screws. It uses the same uh, disk drive. They just put it into a smaller package, reduce the size of the power supply and everything like that. Um, and like I was saying, the N64 absolutely amazing to work on. The SNES, super easy. NES, again, just a few screws and you're you're in. Like it I don't I, I don't understand why we have such complexity. Like the Xbox three sixty, probably my least favorite. Like you have to buy a special tool for the and I'm talking about the uh, the Xbox three sixty fat. The the original yeah, yeah. The, the white one with or without the HDMI port. You buy a special tool that that you push on the back of the the 360 that disengages like eight clips so that the the shell comes apart mm. it's it, I, I, I i hate it as as the generations grow as technology advances the repairability has gotten so fucking difficult i i hate it like it, I mean, I I don't repair consoles, but I work on on hard, computer hardware a lot, and I, I I had to replace a battery in a laptop this week, and it was fucking it's a unibody. Like it used to be a little clip, and then you take the battery out. Now I had different screws. I had I had two different screw heads, and I had four different screw lengths. To and I think there was about sixteen screws I had to remove just to replace a fucking battery and then another one it was a clamshell so i had the clips yep so you had to jimmy it open and you know those clips break i mean knock on wood well not knock on wood because i already did it i I didn't break any clips this time but it would have been easy as fuck i don't understand why as as technology advances and everything gets better the one thing that gets worse is we can't fix our own shit it, it, I hate it. And that goes for unibodies uh, specifically, you know, with Apple. And I, I know that, you know, I'm going to mention a name here. And if he hears this, uh, you know, hit us up at that email address again. Uh, Lewis Rossman <laughs> has been has been fighting the right to repair and has been probably taken to mm-hmm. court by Apple multiple times because he streams him repairing MacBooks. Yep. You know, it, it, yeah, I know who he is. And for all the kids playing, you know, for the home game here, if you, if you really want to learn an invaluable skill – Learn how to solder. Learn how to do the um, surface soldering where you apply heat to a diode and remove it, right? Um, not just a traditional solder with a soldering iron, but you use a heat gun and you heat the part up and it, and you remove it and, and replace it. 
all that stuff went to like Shenzhen, China. And there's not a lot of people, even in the United States, I would say, there's not a large population that can really, you know, sling a soldering iron. It's it's incredible. Um, it's it's definitely yeah. a, a skill that that is needed and is wanted, and and the and the right to repair just it, it expands beyond just these little game consoles that I work on and the computers that you work on. But but John Deere they lock down the software for their million billion dollar combines, right? Like you, these farmers can't yeah. they they can't do anything with their combines. They can't. You know, if they get an error message, they have to tow that combine into town to the dealer for $2,000 one way, get it fixed, pay that bill, and then have it shipped back out if they don't have a truck for another $2,000. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. No, I, I agree. And on the soldering front, I outsource mine to Chris. I have a soldering gun. I can do it if I'm if I'm pressed, but I know Chris has the skills, and I just – I'll – I'll, I'll source it. I, I would. <laughs> yeah, definitely learn. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, definitely. Yeah. And, and I I was lucky enough to go to a vocational technical high school and I took industrial electronics at the time, which is now probably like computer science and like, you know, how to troubleshoot computers. But at the time, you know, they taught us the, the color codes, of their resistors, you know, the diodes, the the potentiometers, capacitors like we were blowing up capacitors and making the room stink. Right. Mm-hmm. And really, I, I feel like if any if you need any kind of skill in the future, it, it, it would be to be repair because these things are like phones. Phones are only getting more expensive. They're getting harder to repair. Um, and if you know how to that invaluable skill. But anyway. Yep. Uh, so anyway, the short answer, I would say PlayStation and 64 Dreamcast. Easy, easy, easy. Um, PS2, Xbox 360. Um keep it away from me um even the wii and the wii u is easier to work on than an xbox 360 and a ps2 and and they, they use proprietary you know tri-head screws yep yes they do and it, yeah that's but yeah all right so do we want to talk about uh reddit i do reddit. <laughs> i do now 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 that we've enlightened ourselves uh so I let me let me start by saying that I agree with what the concept of anti-work is, um, or at least what the spirit of anti-work subreddit is. Can you my understanding? Can you go over what that subreddit is for the people who don't know, like yeah, myself? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. <laughs> yep, that's what that's what I'm leading up to. So my understanding of the spirit behind what anti-work subreddit is is basically workers' rights essentially to to get the balance back in place where you know i think all of us have worked in for a shit manager or a shit company i know i know uh dimitri and i have where they did not take yeah i they don't take the employee into consideration you're replaceable you know fuck your weekends fuck your personal time there's no work-life balance and my understanding of the anti-work subreddit is a fight to get that balance back in place where it's more it's it's a balance where you you're working your eight hours and you're being paid fairly. You you get the benefits that you need to live in society today. That is what I understand anti-work is. And I think we can all agree that that that's right. We're all 
we're, we all slave away and, and sell our bodies and our minds for 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, from what, like the glimpses of the stuff I saw, I wasn't like as in deep as you guys are with, I just kind of glimpsed at it, but like, I did see that a bunch of like the people, a part of those subreddits and stuff were like the, I mean, I don't want to offend anyone, but just like the shit jobs, like bartending, waitressing, like minimum yeah. wage, like stocking shelves type shit. And I've worked, I've only worked one of those jobs, which was a dollar general. And absolutely. They do not give a single fuck about your time. The managers are always shit. Like it, you, you can schedule a day off in advance and then the manager will just be like, mm, no, I'm, I'm taking that off. You have to come in that day or, Hey, you're already here. Can you pick up the, the, the late shift as well? So just stay all night, work like 16 hours. Like you're good. Like that should happen to me multiple times. So like, I agree with them in that aspect. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's all bullshit. Yeah. And you know, I, all of us here, we're lucky and we worked hard enough to not be in that position. It's about, it really is a balance of the two, you know, um, where my wife, when, when I met her, she was working a shit job, working shit hours. She, she, she had to decide whether she was going to, um, you know, work that day to pay for tomorrow or be home in time to tuck the kids in at night. So, you know, it, it's hard to get in to to fall into that hole and dig your way out of it without someone giving you a break. Um, and I, I think that that is true for a lot of people. There are, there's fair enough people out there like Doreen Ford who don't want to fucking get a real job or put in the work to get themselves up. But there's also the, the game is stacked against a lot of those people, too. If, if they're not going to have someone to say, hey, Dimitri, come in and interview for this job. I think you'll be a good fit or, you know, Mary, I, my wife, I, I also helped her get her her job that was more eight to five so she can be home. You know, I was in a position where I could do that and help people out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's awesome. But if if you're working eight hours and then going home and taking care of someone, your kids, your parents, whatever it is, you don't have enough time to get out there and hustle and find that opportunity. Yeah. It's like, cause it, I mean, work still sucks. Like we all hate it <laughs> to some degree, but yeah. cause it takes your time away. But like it does get better, like beyond the minimum wage stuff where the managers don't give a fuck and they're shitty people and all that. Like once you get into like a proper, like, organization and stuff like they have a lot of the the policies and stuff to make sure you get your time that you need off like pto so, like paid vacations and shit too like I, can can i just jump in here real quick yeah. so <clears throat> i just want to make two points and one one's kind of playing devil's advocate here so number one is when you take on a job right you get a job description you understand like what you're taking on and after you have two or three jobs in the same field, I mean, you really should have the, 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 you know, fortitude or, or the foresight rather to, to say, okay, these are all the red flags that I've seen in, in my previous positions. And I'm seeing them here. Don't take the job. Right. Especially, especially career position. Now I understand that, you know, sales and, and, and fast food and everything like that. It, it's, it's, it's a rough life. And, and yeah, managers suck. The other, 
but it's not really you know what you're kind of getting into you know nobody's stopping you from making yourself better especially in america at least like i feel like in state in many states like tennessee if you live in tennessee for a year you can go to community college for free educate yourself make yourself better strive to be better and 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 what you put in you'll get out right and i i think that's what we're losing here now i'm not and i'm not against what the the point is behind this whole movement i get it because there's other countries like belgium right these people don't work more than 34 hours a week you know um there's countries like even uh uzbekistan right when a woman um becomes pregnant and has children the government pays her to not work so that she can raise productive members of society and be a stay-at-home yeah. mom right so there's countries that do that too and I, and I think america needs to adopt that but as long as we stay with this kind of capitalist mindset chasing the dollar all this you know everybody wants to be a billionaire even if they complain about the one percent it's really it's never it's never going to 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 resolve itself what we need to do is is, is we need to look at it uh, you know at a, at a macro and a microeconomic level and, and say you know what's what's really wrong here gas prices are are extremely high i can't afford gas i can't afford to put oil in my house electric uh rent i don't know how anybody lives in in some of these states and 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 makes 15 bucks an hour and and is able to live it's very fucked i a few things i want to touch on you you mentioned how uh if you've been in a particular industry you should recognize the red flags and understand what a position is and and make a good choice an educated informed choice i agree 100 percent. but i've personally i've been in it for 17 years now and very recently i had a position proposed to me it was perfect they interviewed well i got in there the position was completely different i got out of it pretty quickly less than a year but that set me behind because what was it what we agreed upon and what it became were different and i i brought it to my boss's attention i said this isn't right this isn't what we talked about you know and he said yeah, yeah we'll work on getting it better we'll, we'll, we'll make changes we just gotta get through this get through this and 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 there's the red flag switch. there's there's the red flag well, it was after the it was after the fact though right right and it took me it took me months you know i gave him a chance to fix it he didn't then We've all had the the fucking process of finding, interviewing, and moving on to a new position. That's not that takes a while. Right. That took me. I I got the the job that I'm in now. I got the offer in January, but didn't start until March. Right. Because it took that long. So, you know, I was in a position where I can gamble on myself, move on, and and all that stuff. But those those red flags don't always present themselves like no and i i did everything right and still got fucked no and i and i agree right i i completely agree with that point but what i'm saying is, is if you take a sales position you know right off the bat especially things like car sales or, or sales of any type right you need to work nights and weekends you cannot complain yes. that because that's when that's when people who have the the career positions go out and buy a car they go out and purchase a bed and if you're a salesperson and you take this sales job on, that's on you. Yeah, you there's jobs to... you just know that are shit. But 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 there's a lot of people on 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 that I, that I'm noticing that are complaining about that. Oh, I don't get nights and weekends off. You work sales. That's when the people are at the store. <laughs> you literally you... signed up for this. 
I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to step on you. So I that's that's where the message and we can start talking about Doreen Ford here shortly. That's where the message gets fucked up is that what we're talking about, the all the points that we just made over the last few minutes, that's what anti-work and that movement should be for. Not for the people that think laziness is a virtue. Not for the people that don't want to fucking put in the work to get to get what they need. Because I, what I want to see change is for the people that are doing everything right and still getting fucked which was my mom growing up, which Correct. was a lot of our family members growing up. Correct, yeah. Like, they did... That's what it's about. Not for people that just don't want to fucking make... Put in the effort to make the change to for a better world for themselves and for their future. So, of course, you know, of that's... Course. And, and, and I watched my dad work work three jobs, okay? He was a, he was a volunteer firefighter, which, which basically got us Christmas. And he worked at two <laughs> machine shops, one during the day and one at night. Okay, I watch. That's maybe where I got the work work ethic to kind of push to, to you know, be the first to show up in the morning, the last to go home at night. I've watched that, and it, it is messed up, and I feel for those people, and I think that this movement is is for those people. Now, one other thing I just want to say before we go into Doreen here, we're lo we're noticing, and 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 we're noticing this that the management. That we grew up with at the Dollar Generals, at the Walmarts, at you know Burger Kings or wherever people worked, right? That management layer of people, they're aging out. So this old school idealistics and, and ideologies of you need to have a college education, uh, it doesn't matter. You, it's not. It doesn't matter what you do today. I, I literally heard this from from one of my bosses in tech. It's not what you do today. It's what you do tomorrow. And he told me this after I stayed up all night ensuring delivery to a client and i was like what i just want i i can't make it to work i want to sleep in you know i haven't slept yeah, in two that, days oh no that's horseshit exactly exactly so so there are um some unfair practices in in, in this world right and I'm, I'm cool with that but as this population of managers and the boomers, I guess, are are slowly, you know, retiring. That's when we, the 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 Steves, the myself, the Dimitri, you know, we then step up and say, hey, we're gonna change management. We're gonna change this 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 ideology of everybody needs to college. Nobody needs college. Are you motivated to learn? Are you self-taught? Can you read a book or or watch some YouTube tutorials and 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 produce something? Excellent. That's without sounding self-congratulatory that's the exact reason i got into management that was the reason i took the, my first management position is because i saw how shitty all my previous managers were and i wanted to make a change and you know that's why i've continued this path into it is so i can now i'm you know i have three letters in my title i can actually coach and train my managers and my managers managers the directors into being the type of leader that I always wanted to work for. So I, I want to make that change. And I, I like to think that I have. What do they say? Be the change you want to see or whatever the heck. Yeah. 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 That's it. <laughs> and, and, and Steve, Steve, you're absolutely right. You know, like, like I, I'm, I do technical leadership as well, you know, just for those scoring at home. And, you know, a, a lot of people are very, and especially both onshore and offshore, they're very hesitant 
to to tell me they don't know something. And and I always start off with if you don't know it, tell me now so I know that you don't know it so I can adjust our timelines accordingly. And I can go put the turtle shell on and go to because being middle management is terrible. And I can go to leadership and say, "Hey, we don't have the skill set here. We're going to work through it. We just need some more time than we initially expected, right?" And so and, and the, that's the change, right? That's the change, the, the, the reduced stress, the transparency that, you know, people like Dimitri, Steve, and myself, we, we didn't get coming into IT. You know, Steve and I have roughly the same amount of time in IT, and we've, we've seen a lot of stuff. And, and number one thing that I know I appreciate is when a company is transparent with me, when management is transparent with me. When people that are doing the work that I'm responsible for delivering are transparent with me and and, and forever we, we've had this cloud over this. So sorry, mm-hmm. I, I pontificate. But yeah, no, you're good. You're right. And that the reason I left my my job that uh, Dimitri and I worked at together is because I wasn't allowed to be transparent and honest with people anymore like they they said one thing and did another thing and then I had to deliver that message. And I, I, at that point I was like, I'm done here. And I started looking and eventually left like a month later because I wasn't going to fucking, I wasn't going to lie to the people that I promised I would be as transparent with as I could. Like, it's one thing if you can't give the full disclosure until a certain point because of contractual reasons, it's another thing to say one thing and do another. And that's what they were telling me to do. And I, I could not and will not do that. Like it, it's easy for me to be pious and, and stand on a soapbox and, and say this shit, but I followed through on it and I, I plan on doing that if it ever comes up again. Yeah. What, what you did, or I guess what both of us did, like not taking the bullshit and like having the balls to like leave. Like, I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but it worked because now our previous place of employment, Loki is in shambles and fuck those guys because they did it to themselves. So, Pog, yeah, we made it. One hundred percent, we made and, it. They and got you gotta let see- these people, let these people learn on. Sorry, uh, let these people learn on their own. You know, kind of, kind, kind of file it away, and the bitch had it coming. Files, you know. Yeah, like they literally, we gave them what they were asking for, and now they see that it has fucked them. That's the best feeling. I had, I had an exit interview when I left that place that lasted about 90 minutes. So they, they listened to me and they asked questions and it, the conversation, I want to say it made a difference. I think it did because some changes came shortly after that. So hopefully that that's, that's the message I wanted to send. And, and I think it, it took a while, but it was delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw you brought up the video. Do we want to, want to watch uh it's about three minute fox news interview with the anti-work mod yes for sure um so for the audio listeners you won't be able to hear this so i guess steve we can edit that out and then we can just pick up like after the fact i may be able to i'll see if i may be able to add it i'll see what i can do i'm gonna try to add it for the audio listeners as long as there's no like i think it's fair use we'll see yeah we, we can't really get in trouble for just like watching a youtube video unless it's like just 
just pause it and we'll, we'll if, if, you know we'll pause it and like comment commentate on it now i just want to i just want to you know preface this real quick um some of the things i'm about to say are not the actual views of the just position podcast and that they are of my own um they do not reflect or represent anything of twitch uh twitch affiliates or just position um and i just want to say for those who are our listeners um this doreen um person uh looks like a failed feminist that was looking for something else to complain about god damn just roasted her right off the bat yeah so we're just gonna we're just gonna do some healing through humor some hyper hyperbole right we're gonna we're gonna do some hyperbolic uh, hyperbolic uh, <clears throat> slaps on the ass here. So yeah, so I'm I'm about to play it, uh, audio listeners. I apologize if like the events after this point don't make sense because like I'm not sure if we can get it edited in or whatever. But yeah, we'll we'll pick up. We'll be what? talking about it. But uh, yeah, this video is about three and a half minutes long. So um, yeah, are you guys ready? Uh, just one thing yeah. um what we can do is uh in the description of the podcast maybe drop the link to the video yep for sure awesome all right here we go and then just let me know when you guys want me to pause and we can conversate about a certain point but uh we're going in three two one over 1.6 million subscribers and joining me now is the person who operates this anti-work group doreen ford all right, so Doreen, why do you like the idea of being home, not working, but still getting bangs. paid by corporate America? Yeah, uh, so there's some misconceptions about the movement. Um, so we're a movement where we want to reduce the amount of work that people feel like they f they're forced to, to do. Um, and so we want to still put in effort, we want to put in labor, um, but we don't want to necessarily uh, be in a position where we feel trapped. You know, um, you just quoted from Office Space where that person feels very trapped in their job. I think we're calling for a society where there's less of that. Um, but yeah, absolutely, people still want to do things. They just want to do things where they feel rewarded and they feel like they're in a good spot in their life uh, and that their job respects them and stuff like that. Hey, can you pause um, for a second? You know, there's varying... So yes, pause. So What's up? So I wanted to uh, comment. So I have full disclosure. My son is autistic and he does things that are like make you question mostly interpersonal. I have a feeling Doreen may be autistic because she is definitely avoiding eye contact. She's looking off in either direction, kind of going back and forth. She swivels in her chair here. Um, she is definitely doing it brush her hair uh she's wearing like a black hoodie like if you're going on tv you know you're gonna be on national television fox news is typically one of the highest rated channels on cable for people that still watch it why wouldn't you be a little more prepared exactly i think that's the whole thing of about this interview is like she wasn't prepared a single bit like from her appearance to what she said well, that yeah, and I, I, I'm sorry. I just want to preface it and say I do not want to pick on anyone that's autistic. But this, it says right here on screen, anti-work Reddit thread has 1.6 million members. We couldn't find one person out of almost two million or one and a half million people that was a little better representation of your movement. 
What the fuck? Yeah, this person killed the subreddit with this interview. It's fucking crazy. So, we... there, there, there again, just to, to, again, play devil's advocate. If it's not autism, right, and, and you know, it could be nerves. So, a lot of the motions, actions, and looking away could be trying to recall or, based on this person's views, they probably thought prepping for this interview was work and that it would take too much time. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to your first point, um, grooming yourself, I don't think, is work. That's the least amount of stuff you could have done to prepare. That's literally the least. Yeah, but the work from home, I'm telling you, people are losing (laughs) hygiene. I work from home and I shower every morning. You and me too. You and me both, man. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of people out there. They're just like, well, I'm going to roll out of bed at uh, 8.59 a.m. and uh, log in at 9. Yeah, no no brushing Uh, teeth, no shower, no mouthwash, no flossing, nothing. Okay, but work from home, I'm usually not going on fucking Fox News. If you're going on Fox News, take a shower, brush your hair. Too much work. Sorry. For fuck's sake. Oh, God damn it. All right. I'm I'm done. Okay. Starting video. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know. I just, I just have to say, you know, and, and if it is autism, I, I feel, I feel for that person. And yes, out of a million and a half people, please find different, yeah, find a different spokesperson. Find, find a different, uh, you know, face for your media. You know, it, it's, it's crazy. And, the other thing I'm thinking about here is, did Fox News target this person? So uh, they did post because that was like the when this was going live, the fucking subreddit was blowing the hell up and there was a thread going on. And it said that Fox News did specifically reach for Doreen and she talked with the other moderators and they all decided she was the best representation. I don't know if that's accurate. That was Doreen posting it in the subreddit. So who fucking knows? Let's see what else Doreen has to say. Starting the video back now. Doreen, but you're not being forced to work. This isn't isn't slave labor. you've, You've applied for a job. You've agreed to the terms and conditions of the employment. And, you know, you can walk away from that job at any time and quit. So I don't understand really what this is about, except it sounds like maybe people are just being lazy. Are you encouraging people to be lazy? um, So I think laziness is um, a virtue in a society where people constantly want you to be productive 24-7. And it's good to have rest. Um, That doesn't All right. Laziness is a virtue. She said it. So... So hold on, I want to I want to actually give a rebuttal to what Jesse Waters Jesse Waters I think is his name right I I want to give a rebuttal to his point. He said uh, I'm not gonna repeat it, but he was talking about you agreed to these terms, you can just quit. Quitting is a virtue. You can't just fucking quit a job. If I quit my job, everyone in my house starves to death. We will be homeless in a month. You can't just quit a fucking job. We talked about that earlier. That it, so what Doreen should have said is when you're interviewing for a position, both sides give the best case scenario. They're selling themselves to each other. They, I want you to come work for me. I, and on the other side, I want you to hire me so I can come work for you. You're selling each other. 
It's after you start that job that you realize what each other is about. As a manager, I realize, okay, here's their shortcomings. Here's their bad habits. Let me help coach them out of those. As an employer, I'm like, oh, shit, I have to get permission to go use the bathroom or whatever the hell the shitty conditions are, which every job has some form of shitty conditions, guaranteed. If if you've agreed to that position, you can't just fucking quit. You need to find another position, and you need to do that. You need to find the best job, apply for it, get the interview, sell each other. They do a background check, get the position, start a new job. It is not as quick. It's not as easy as we'll just fucking quit. That's what entitled elitism. That's what that is. That's elitism. Yeah. Well, my daddy says I can fucking quit the job because he's got ten million dollars. He'll just t- pay my rent for the next six months. The average American is one paycheck away from homelessness. I am so fortunate that I'm two paychecks away from homelessness. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's my point. I don't want to talk about what Doreen said. She is a fucking idiot. She's not a representative of writer of workers' rights. For sure. But I'm um, back to what you were. I kind of just want to say, like, where you said that quitting is a virtue. Like, dude, I I used to live in um like Gulf Shores, Alabama. I used to live with my mom <clears throat> down there. I was, that was right after high school. Um, so I got a job and all of that fun stuff. Got my first car. Got like my own phone bill, got car insurance, all that shit under like me. So like I had to keep a job to keep my shit going, you know? So like some events happened (laughs) down there that involved me literally walking out of my job at a moment's notice, no thought, no plan. Bills still have to be paid. So I quit and I moved to um, another part of town no no job my bills are due <laughs> so like what am i doing at that point like i had to get that job at dollar general i had to start my own business for, to try to get my bills paid and stuff so like that took me i don't think i ever recovered from that because i was out of a job for like out of a formal job for like six months so like my i was like i couldn't go to sleep at night because I would freak out that I would hear like a tow truck coming to get my fucking car because the bill is four months late. So like I would hear like a truck pass like at 2 a.m. Like a like a big truck pass like my house. I would like shoot out of bed and look out of the window. I'm like, oh, shit, here it is. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, my car is about to get taken. Can't call anyone because I have to be connected to Wi-Fi on my phone because my phone's turned off. My insurance got cut because I couldn't pay the bill. So now my car payment is doubled because the um, the bank put their insurance on it, which is way more expensive than it needs to be. So like you can't the average person and I don't even I, at that time, I didn't even have like a house or anyone to provide for, really. So like it was still fucking me. So like I can only imagine that Doreen doesn't have anyone she has to provide for other than herself. So like, I don't know. You can't like, oh my, this, this is the absolute worst person to talk about any of this. I agree 100% with what you said, Steve. <laughs> she does not represent workers' rights. This person, I think Doreen is a piece of shit. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, we could talk about that too. There, 
We we know for a fact Doreen's a piece of shit, but we, that's not relevant to this video. <laughs> we can have a Doreen roast session uh, on our next episode, but <laughs> are you guys ready to continue? Yes, I am. Right. Chris, you good? Yeah, I just, again, just looking at the background, right? I'm, I'm That's imagining... like a one-bedroom apartment. I was thinking that. <laughs> Either that or if it's not, it's like a corner of Doreen's parents' home. Yeah, that's the um, only way any yeah. of this shit could be okay with what she's talking about. And, is if she and... has someone to back her up with her stupidness. Right, exactly. Yep. Some Somebody's footing this tab. Yes. Are right, you ready? Going. I mean, you should be resting all the time or not putting effort into things that you care about. But I think one of the What do you think is like a work... good work day? How many hours is, is you know, a solid work day in, in your ideal right. society? Uh, sure. I mean, I think as much as people want. I mean, I personally uh, work. I have, I have like a 20, 25 hour work weeks, which I think is fairly good. Um, so I would like less work hours. Um, and what I do you do, Doreen? Oh, I'm a dog walker. A dog walker. Okay. Yes. And how? Uh, yeah. So how I old are you, me- if you don't mind me asking? Sure, I'm 30. You're 30. Okay. And is there something you want to do besides being a dog walker? Do you aspire to do anything more than dog walking, or is that kind of your your pinnacle? Uh, I, I love working with dogs. If I had to do this for the rest of my life, you know, I wouldn't be super complaining. You know, dogs are wonderful animals. Uh, but I I would love to teach. Uh, I would love to, um, you know, uh, work, with, work with people and well, stuff like that. What like would that. you yeah. teach, Doreen? Uh, a philosophy, mostly. Philosophy. Just introduction to philosophy, critical thinking, reason, stuff like that. Okay. Well, I would love to take your class, Doreen. I would just be taking notes the whole time and... You know what? A professor's a very can we, can we similar real quick? schedule than... Yep. I think that's the end of the video. Yeah, there, there's, there's like 20 seconds, so we'll might, just finish might it. work perfectly for you. Listen, Go ahead. Uh, I think this might not be the greatest idea, but who am I to judge? To each their own, okay. they say. It's a free country. Sure. Not everything's yeah. uh, free, you know. but it is a free country. <laughs> Thank you so much. Sure we got to run. We got to pay the bills. All right. So that is the end of the video. The way Jesse's eyes lit up when he said he wanted to, or she said she wanted to be a teacher. Oh, God. He, I, he knew he was going in for the He was kill. like, God I, damn, here we go. That's exactly why I wanted to pause because Jesse held that straight face for a solid two minutes and 30 some odd seconds. When we got to, like, like then he started to, like, oh, teacher, this is going to be good. And then by like 2.55, philosophy. Oh, he's like, okay. oh, oh, really? And then the smile comes out, and he just loses that, like, straight face, like, anchor look. And I was just like, yep, yeah, Doreen just sunk itself. God. So, I mean, I, I like philosophy. I'm not a student of it, but I, I've read my share of books on it, and I think there's a lot to be learned from it. A lot of it's fucking bullshit, too. Honestly, it really is plateaus that people that want to sound like they're deep and educated, they they will find phrases that they cling to and regurgitate. I think that's probably Doreen's fucking MO on this. I don't know. Um, but fucking what good is philosophy besides like a 
a, a throwaway, like uh, a virtue. Like, I want to take this class because I find it interesting. It's not going to fucking apply to your everyday life. How is philosophy going to help you walk a fucking dog, Doreen? God damn it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, Doreen's profession being a dog walker um, or working with animals. But, like... Well, well pet pet sitting and, and, and pet anything is a billion-dollar industry. So I yeah. that's perfectly fine. Yeah, if she's working Agreed. 25 hours a week or 20-whatever she said, like... If she's making enough money walking dogs and shit like that, dude, she has literally nothing to complain about. I would think. I I don't know, but I do. Do we want to talk about Doreen's background? <laughs> we can dissect just, her her environment. Yes. Just real quick, so, I uh, one thing ahead. I would love to. I I really wish Jesse had asked this. Is what does a dog make dog walker make at twenty to twenty five hours a week? I would love to know because if 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 there if if, Doreen, if that is Doreen's apartment before we dissect it if if Doreen is able to sustain life working twenty to twenty five hours a week walking dogs, I'm in the wrong industry. Okay, so hold on, I just googled the annual average dog walker salary. In the top, the top dog walking like people, forty three thousand a year, about twenty one dollars an hour. But the average is twenty nine thousand a year at around fourteen dollars an hour. It's fourteen dollars an hour, but you walk a dog for what an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fourteen dollars. But don't you usually get paid per dog? I, I guess well, I don't per client, right? It. So it would yeah, it would yeah. be per client, per dog, etc. Because my mom, my, okay, so my mom used to own her own business where you know she would you know pet sit. You know, people would go on vacation, and instead of kenneling their dog, my mom would go to their house twice a day, and and pet. And she made a really good living. She wasn't like a dog walker. She would administer drugs. She would, but she hustled. My mother hustled on that. She would administer drugs. She would make sure everything's fed, everything's good, um, all that stuff, right? They're like a more of a babysitter or dog sitter, like slash vet. Or something, I guess. Like it's more right. than walking them. Yeah, I mean, so it that that's a factor, right? The level of skill and care that's being provided. Like, I know your mom is very compassionate. She's an animal lover. She's going to do right by those animals. There are other people that are just trying to make a dollar and don't give a fuck. Yep. But, um, so I think shortly after this interview. Doreen posted on Facebook about some sexual assault allegations made against her, which were fucking disgusting. Um, so I don't know. Doreen identifies as a female, I believe, but was born uh, with male reproductive organs. I don't know the appropriate way to say this. And when um, when Doreen was still identifying as a man, he had a roommate and would just aggressively masturbate in front of the roommate a lot. And um, while the roommate was sleeping, put the roommate's hands on uh, his genitals and admitted all this shit openly in a Facebook post. Uh, so I think with that, 
And what we're seeing here, Doreen is not uh, a great person. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd want her around my dogs. Mm -mm. No, no, I don't want. I don't want her uh, representing uh, a cause or walking my dog. Yeah, she should definitely not be. I don't, bro. That's like, that's literally like a sex offender. Mm -hmm. Like she should be on the registry. Like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I agree. Yeah, I mean, even if I didn't like the dog, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's disgusting, and, uh, I don't know why people didn't fucking vet Doreen better, 1.6 million members, I don't, so, I mean, I think that's just people that subscribe to the subreddit, so there may be people that subscribe and don't actually believe at the cause and just follow it. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Just to follow it. Yeah, yeah, so, but, I mean, that's still a huge, ridiculous number. I would love for 1.6 million people to fucking listen to our podcast, yeah, like, even and, if they don't like it. Yeah, anti-work people, <laughs> we are for your actual cause. We also hate Doreen, so please, be, be, be one yeah. of us. Yeah, and you can hit <laughs> us up at contact at justapositionpodcast.com. <laughs> hit us up. Let us know what you think. I mean, is, is, is Chris's assessment of Doreen correct at the beginning of this segment? Yes, also, you know, any other anti-work sub-moderators, if you're listening to this, if you want to come on the show and talk about your experience after Doreen, reach out to us at, what what, what's that thing, Chris? Uh, contact at justapositionpodcast.com. Yes, contact at justapositionpodcast.com. Contact us even if you don't want to talk about Doreen. If you just want to oh, talk yeah. about the anti-work movement. Oh please. my gosh! If you're like... if you're lonely and just need a friend, hit us up. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'll... Yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, that's great. We can go with it. I would love to make a Discord for anybody that just wants to come in and chat with us. I'll I'll sit in the voice channel. I don't we care. we have a Discord, but I don't think it's ready to be pushed out to the public yet we have to do some more work on it but yeah we'll, we'll have a discord yeah. for you guys yeah if that's something you're interested in please let us know I, it, it's in the works we haven't prioritized it We're, we've been working on some other stuff but if that's something you want us to prioritize we can change change gears and, and get that going for y'all let us know yep please for sure um, um do we still want to so talk about Doreen's talk... surroundings <laughs> sorry about that Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, do we still want to talk about Doreen's surroundings? Please. <laughs> okay, you can you can go for it. So let me... like surroundings, like what's in her room right now. Yes. All right. Is that what you mean? I just yes. let me jump. Let me let me jump in. I'm gonna put my OCD hat on and jump in here. Uh, All of those pictures are not straight at all. <laughs> so, I mean, is the camera straight? I mean, it looking does, at look, the microwave. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I understand, but either the house is completely dilapidated and like part of the foundation is sinking into the ground, or everything is completely fucked off. But based on yeah. based on Doreen's disheveled look, right, and the failure yeah. to put uh, anti glare upon uh, Doreen's glasses, <laughs> honestly, I'm not surprised. If it would is be that a, camera. So I think it's both because I'm looking at the microwave and the pictures in relation to the microwave. Those pictures are absolutely crooked. Now, 
over her left shoulder. Is that a bed? Is that a mattress? I think it is. So that's got to be a one-bedroom apartment. Or a studio. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. You know, I I lived in a one-bedroom. I, I never lived in a studio, but I've definitely been in a one-bedroom, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You, you only need as much space as you need. But make your fucking bed if you're going to be on TV, please. Right. God's sake. That's why I'm not on camera today. I, I, my bed's made. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I, I. It's so, it's so disappointing because any momentum that this movement had was immediately destroyed by this awful, awful abortion of an interview, and it was only three minutes. Like you can destroy a 1.6 million man movement. Sorry, uh, man, uh, we, we, we don't uh. want to assume uh, race, gender, or sexual orientation. I was saying in general, 1.6 million persons. Person, man as in, like, human beings. Uh, un- I, don't mansplain it to me, Stephen. I felt like I had to. I, don't, I, nope. I manspread, leaned in, and mansplained it to you. I really appreciate the spread, though. Uh yeah, this this was so fucking frustrating. But I mean, I I don't want to pick on Doreen too much. Like obviously the sexual assault shit and the ill-prepared bullshit, not making your fucking bed, uh all that stuff is ripe for criticism. But I'm ready to move on if you guys are. I I I think that yeah, I'm I'm ready as well and the fact that just clean up like <laughs> why why are are there no other moderators or at reddit uh, out of the 1.6 million people nobody said okay doreen you're about to be on fox news and you're about to represent uh, all of us moderators and, and this this chat uh, this, this subreddit as a whole um let's take a look at your room so if um like just devil's advocate like you were playing if just a position was ever in a, in a position to go on TV or even on another podcast and they wanted one of us to represent us, I would jump on a call with whoever's going to do it and do a mock interview just to make sure that everyone understood what it's going to be, how you're going to sound with the microphone, how you're going to look with the camera. It would have taken fucking 10 fucking minutes. It's a three minute interview. Or yeah. don't, you don't even have to clean up. Use the green screen. You can have the shit behind you. Yeah. Blur your background even <laughs> yes. if you don't have a green screen. There are features on <laughs> these calling applications that allow you to blur or focus only on you. She utilized yeah. none of that shit. <laughs> uh, it's so fucking disappointing. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we can. So we're at. We can move on. We're at an hour and twenty three minutes. I had one other topic, but I don't. Do we want to? it or do we want to save it for another time um, it's, I, I, it's hot right now so we can go ahead and hit on it i was gonna say yeah right. let's let's you know let's hit it while it's hot all right okay so um i'll let you change the background but spotify uh neil young and spotify are beefing which is a crazy thing to say in 2022 um so the the basis the basic background on this is Spotify 
pushed hard over the last few years to increase their podcast representation because podcast is a huge fucking industry. Um, we're on Spotify. We use Spotify tools to record or to publish our recordings. Um, so they're, it's great for that. Uh, and what they started doing is locking up um, top podcasters into exclusive contracts. The biggest podcaster right now and for the last several years is Joe Rogan. I don't personally listen to Joe Rogan. I have. Um, I'll listen to him if there's a guest on there that I find interesting, but I don't think I've listened to him myself in years. Um, and for those of you that aren't familiar, he has pretty much been anti-vax since the beginning. We've talked about that when he got it and, um, you know, he started injecting shit that isn't <laughs> approved for treatment. Or um, And basically... Yes, and, and essentially, that's Neil Young's argument, is that Joe Rogan has a huge following, and he is pushing out disinformation, misinformation about COVID-19, about the coronavirus. And it as a platform, Spotify has a responsibility to control what, what, they're, what they're sharing on their platform. You know, as the means of getting that message out to the people, Spotify should take some ownership of it. Not not dissimilar to Twitter or Facebook when they started removing people or censoring people for uh, for the same thing. Um, and, you know, I think so I get back to New York. He basically said either do something about Joe Rogan or take my music off your platform and they decided to take his music off his platform um and just overnight uh joni mitchell did the same thing i don't know if her music's been her library's actually been removed yet but she said the same message remove my shit or remove joe rogan and considering that joni mitchell with all respect to her is not nearly the name as Neil young i'm pretty sure her music will be removed soon as well right um, which is interesting because I think Spotify is one of the higher paying platform. And let's be honest, none of the streaming platforms pay the musicians jack shit. It's like eight cents a stream is the highest you'll get. But I think Spotify tops it or is near the top. So that that's a significant uh, revenue stream for Neil Young and Joni Mitchell to remove themselves from. I think, I mean, they probably don't. I mean, you said it like, they're not getting paid for shit so they probably really don't even give a fuck about their music not being there so do you think that they're maybe just trying to start a movement to try to get because once once more people start leaving like that's going to hit spotify's pockets and you know shit always happens with big corporations when their pockets are, are hit well speaking of big corporations um the person whoever owns their library really gets the the say in it so i think if spotify wanted to they can say no i'm not removing your shit because my contracts with universal music group or whatever it is i, I don't know I, and neil young may own his own library i don't i don't actually know the background on that but you know like perfect example is i don't know if you guys are aware of it um taylor swift has been re-recording her old music because she lost the the rights to it it got sold to a big conglomerate. Um, and so she's just re-recording it. So 
she will own the masters. Uh, it's the same concept. Whoever owns the masters gets to sign that contract with Spotify. So, so I, to answer your question, like other artists won't be able to, to play that game unless they own the masters. Right. So Neil Young actually sold 50% of his catalog to like this, this British group. Um, this British investment group. Yeah. That, that's been, you're seeing that a lot with older artists as they get up in age, uh, they start selling their masters. So, because it's fucking generational money, they're selling it for a ridiculous amount of money and that goes to their kids or whatever. Right. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It, the other thing with Neil Young, I think his popularity comes from how many songs that he's actually made. I I don't well, I, I and and from the point of view of Spotify, just one last thing. I really, he's not really a money maker as much as Joe Rogan is, right? God no, and that's what it boils down to, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, Joe Rogan has had the biggest podcast for years. If it isn't the top, it's always top five. No doubt about it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I know they signed him to an exclusive contract. I don't know what the breakdown is and how much people are subscribing to Spotify Premium or, you know, I'm sure there are ads on it during his podcast that go to Spotify. I'm sure they're making money on it. And, and like you said, Neil Young, mm -hmm. Neil Young is older. He's been around for fucking ever. Um, I, I don't know the target demo, right? Like they always want the 18 to 34 year olds to to hear their ads. I don't think Neil Young is probably hitting that. Um, but it's it's big news. Everyone was talking about it. We're talking about it. Joni Mitchell's following suit. Um, you know, I think they're. At the end of the day, I think that there is a responsibility from Spotify's end to to be responsible for what's being said on their platform. If if there was a podcast on there that was justifying racism or or violence against anyone, Spotify would have to do something about it. Now, with with something like COVID and, and you know, in telling people to take fucking horse dewormer, that's dangerous in of itself. Correct. Shouldn't do that. Um, but it's not something that is as black and white as violence. Right. Um, I, I know like Facebook, fuck Facebook. Uh, I know Facebook has like a tag under certain posts that says this may be dangerous. Do some goddamn research. Um, I don't know if Spotify can Spotify can do something similar to that. Right. I don't know. But I'm I'm hoping I, I mean I, I get why, you know, Spotify is like, hey, au revoir. But I really yeah. think that there's something else underlying here. And if, if you notice Sirius XM, they have a whole Neil Young channel now that plays his music twenty four yeah. by seven. There's channels like like you'll at any time of the day, you you could hit like two or three of the the stations on Sirius XM and you'll hear Neil Young on all of them. So my, I, I, what I'm thinking is, is that 
maybe this is just a way for Neil Young to bail out of Spotify because he got a real sweet deal with Sirius XM. Uh, I, so, so I would think that the deal, the deal with Sirius XM was signed before all of this. If, if they had some kind of exclusivity uh, clause in the deal, it, it would have to be, that would have had to been met before signing it, right? So I, I don't think that's it. I don't, obviously I don't know one or the other. Um, I, I I think I also think Neil Young has fucking he has fuck you money. If, if he wanted to get off Spotify, he'd find another way to do it. Uh, and, and knowing his pol his politics, knowing what what people know publicly about Neil Young. I, I think he means it. I think he's legit. Mm -hmm. He it's a cause that he believes in and it there isn't anything uh ulterior in it, but it's my pure speculation. No, and I'm I'm with that. I just I don't know. There I feel like there might be something else underlying you know, there's always that, that ulterior motive, right? Um I don't know. I just I feel that there might be something else, you know, underlying here that isn't really being told. But you never know. Yeah, I I have no idea. I don't think any of us do. But I I, I don't think Neil Young is the type to do that. But it's you know I, I have no idea. And I I think that he, he Neil Young's always been very politically active. Like um, one of the biggest songs. Crosby Stills, Nash and Young is Ohio, which is about the um, yep. the shooting on, on campus for four dead in Ohio, um, protesting the Vietnam War. He's never been shy about taking on controversy um, that he, that he feels about feels strongly about. So I, I think I think that it's legit, it's sincere, and you know he wants to we're talking about it and maybe that's what it really boils down to is like, Hey, Spotify isn't being responsible with the content on their platform. Let's fucking hold their feet to the fire. And whether, you know, I, I agree that Spotify should be responsible for what's on their platform. I agree that Joe Rogan is not a fucking doctor and his biggest, his biggest, um, get out of jail free card is, People that listen to me are fuck are a fucking idiot. Like he flat out said that. Don't take medical advice from me. Then he has someone come on his platform and they talk about how, you know, they're don't listen, don't get vaccinated or whatever it is. Like he he talks out of both sides of his mouth. The same way that Alex Jones says I'm a character, but then goes on side goes on TV and says that Sandy Hook was a hoax. You can't have it both ways, and. You know, I, I think Joe Rogan's a fucking idiot and I choose not to listen to him. And I think most people have made their decision on Joe Rogan, whether they're going to listen to him or not. And hopefully they're not taking medical advice from him. Uh, but that's that's all I wanted to say on it. I don't know if you all want to talk more. I feel like I've been rambling. No, no, I'm I'm good with that. I think it's, you know like we talked about it's it's kind of you know silly and then you know you see you know Joni Mitchell right well we're, we're gonna leave Spotify so 
I, I guess, again, you know, I like to play devil's advocate here on Joe Rogan's behalf, right? So if you, we run this podcast and, you know, we kind of provide our opinion on things, whether it's, you know, if we were to talk about the vaccine, like, you know, we, we all took a different stance. None of us are doctors. We wouldn't expect anybody to take, you know, medical advice from any of us, unless, of course, we're on international waters, because um, that's where I can practice. Anyway, but if it, it's the it, it's it's the Internet, the freedom of the Internet to say what you want. And if you say, hey, don't take medical advice from me and somebody decides to do that, then that's on them. Again, going back to the bitch had it coming files, right? I, 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 but but on the same on the same message, if I'm going to say don't take medical advice from me, I'm then not going to offer you fucking medical advice. Don't offer it if you don't want people to take medical advice from you. Don't have a doctor, quote unquote doctor, come on your show and spout for 90 minutes medical advice and then say, but also don't listen to anything we just talked about for the last 45 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't have it both ways. And that, that's that's my issue with Joe Rogan is he will say it's just entertainment. But then he'll have someone come on the show and talk about climate change and how it's not, you know, man made, you know, humans fucking driving uh, a diesel truck isn't impacting climate change. Right. Which I personally believe it is. But I know that, you know, someone else may come on here and say it isn't. I've done, you know, I'm not an expert, but I've read articles and I've read sources that I consider reputable who have done the research and provided it in a way that my dumbass can understand and I agree with them. Gotcha. Okay. And that and that's perfectly fine, you know, but where so you know that, I mean that that's that's what it boils down to is you can't say that I'm not a doctor and tell people not to listen to your medical advice, but then also present medical advice on your show. That is the crux of Neil Young's argument and my issue with Joe Rogan. Gotcha. And that, that makes sense. Any, so, uh, anything not, else you guys? <laughs> no, I, I think that this was a really good show. I'm super, super, uh, super glad to be back. Well, something that's very timely is there's a lot of speculation that Tom Brady's about to announce his retirement. Good. So if if that happens before we publish this show or right as we publish it, that's going to be fucking awesome. Um, and yes, yeah. I agree. Good. I He's the greatest to ever do it, but also fuck Tom Brady as a New York Jets fan. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I will give him I'll give him the credit that he is absolutely the greatest quarterback to ever play the fucking sport but i also hope his he time is up. on a pretzel tonight give someone else the spotlight <laughs> yeah. but um so yeah i think that'll be it for the show today um i hope you guys liked the um new early morning shit but if you didn't tell us <laughs> leave a comment whatever chris say the thing yeah let us know you can reach us at uh, contact at justapositionpodcast.com email address is contact at justapositionpodcast.com reach out to us say hi hey and 
you know, if you think that guy, that guy Chris is a real jerk face for what he said about your friend Doreen, perfectly fine. But just remember that it's, you know, these are my opinions and not a reflection of the podcast or anybody else on the podcast itself. Yeah, if you want Chris yeah, gone, I, tell us. We will we will ban him. Yeah. I will hit him. I will hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, on video too. And we'll we'll yeah. If you're part of the Patreon, yeah. I'll, we don't have one yet, but that will be our first video on Patreon. And yep. and if you want to and if you if you think Patreon would be a great way to, you know, support the show, contact at justpositionpodcast.com. Again, contact at justpositionpodcast.com. All right. Nice. And my my last thing is this has been a very long episode, so I appreciate you sticking through it. I know I think most people like it around an hour. We're about an hour and 30. But we appreciate all of you, and we will try to get this out on a regular basis. Thank you. Yep. Adios, everyone. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.